serving, ministering, and leading from a place of intimacy with, with God, looking at David's uh, philosophy of ministry in the midst of battles and all the rest of it, Psalm 25 or 27, whichever it was, can't remember, uh, talked about him uh, dwelling, gazing, inquiring, and waiting as his philosophy of ministry, the way he did whatever kings do uh, in order to extend the kingdom of God in his day. And um, moving on from that, I just felt this morning just to look uh, at just one verse in Psalm 90, verse 17, uh, where it says this, Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Let's read that again. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Father, I pray you just help us this morning as we're gathered, as those who are leading, serving, ministering in various ways. We just thank you for yesterday. Thank you for a sense of your hand upon us, Lord. We, we are humbled, really, genuinely humbled to think, Lord, you're doing so much and we seem to have so little to offer you and yet you are blessing us and being helping us to be a blessing and we're, we're just so thankful for that and uh, we want to honor you for that this morning, Lord, and, and say, Lord, here we are again, uh, just back from more. We want to meet with you today, and uh, I pray that as we just look at this verse and try and just apply it, I do pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give us all a sense of the divine anointing and favor and pleasure that is resting on each one of us this morning. Help us to understand that you are more excited about us than we are about ourselves. And that you've really got some very exciting adventures ahead. And your purpose is to make us exceedingly fruitful for the glory of your Father. So help us humbly to get hold of this. Not to be afraid to be successful in the hands of God. We pray, Lord, that you would humble us and energize us at the same time. I don't know how you do that, but Lord, that's what I'd like you to do. So I just pray that you'd use this verse just to invigorate us with faith and belief that you're with us and that what we are seeing happening is just the beginning of so much that lays ahead. We just ask you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So just a few, just picking out a few, just a few little phrases just from that verse. It's the firstly, establish the work. Establish the work. Um, <clears throat> I alluded to this yesterday, but uh, when I was in um, Kenya recently, I, I love going to Kenya. I, I do. I love it. It's it's completely like another world uh, culturally, and you know, they think that when I get there because everybody wants to have pictures taken with this mzungu. Um, and I was quite impressed actually that some of the people at the conference were taking pictures of us with their friends. And then at lunchtime, we're going down to the local shop to have the photographs developed, and we're then selling them in the <laughs> afternoon break. And I, I thought, now that's real entrepreneurial flair. We're trying to encourage micro-enterprise and business development. So, you know, picture with a mzungu, you know, 
five shillings or whatever. So um, it's a strange place to be for, for a white Englishman, but I love being there. But this time when I went, I have to say, before I went, I was gripped with fear. Unexplained. Utter fear. I feared for the journey. I feared for when I was there. I, f- I don't know what I was even afraid of. I was afraid of being afraid. I, I, I was, it was overwhelming, gripping fear, which I've never had before when I've been there, even though there's, sometimes there have been things to be afraid of. But this time there wasn't. I just felt so fearful. And uh, that carried on with me all through the conference. And I, you know, I carried on just kind of trying to just do battle with it in my head. And then one of the uh, brothers from Edward's team spoke, did a, uh, just a short session on, uh, um, in one of the days. And he spoke from uh, Genesis 9, verse 1, where it says, if I can just find it, it's in here somewhere. Here we go. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. And fill the earth. And when he said it, he then went on to say, he then, just after he said, Noah was spared that he might be fruitful. And you know, sometimes when God speaks to you, uh, it's like an arrow. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like just boom. You think you might have heard the same thing many times, but it's like it just goes boom. It's as if you've never heard it before. And he said, Noah and his sons, Noah was spared from the destruction and the death and the carnage. Noah was spared that he might be fruitful. And I, I almost wanted to jump up. I didn't, but inside I was. And I just said, Lord, I have been spared. I've been spared that I might be fruitful. I'm alive to be fruitful. Thank you, Lord. I'm alive to be fruitful. I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to fear the destruction. I don't need to fear things going wrong or whatever because all my days that you've assigned for me are in your book. And not only, they're not wasted days. They're fruitful days. And, and something within me just caught hold of this in a new way. I thought to myself, I'm alive for a purpose. I was saved for a purpose. I thought back to the early days of when I became a Christian and prophecies, I didn't even, understand, didn't even know what a prophecy was then, but people just said things over my life when I was very, uh, yeah, yeah, well, 1920s uh, is very young uh, to me now. Uh, I, I thought, I don't even know why people are saying this, just the same phrases, the same verses. And I thought, I, I reflected back on it. And I thought, God has spared me to be fruitful. I'm still alive today physically to be fruitful. I still have health and strength today to be fruitful. It reminds me of a little anecdote. I don't know whether it's folklore or whether it's true, but it's a great story. Uh, Rambabu. Uh, apparently someone drew a gun on him once and he said, go ahead and shoot. And they ran off. And someone asked him about it and he said, if it's my time to die, nobody can save me. If it's my time to live, nobody can kill me. I thought, you... Uh, yeah, 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 that's good. I thought, yeah, come on. So, uh, why can't I be like that? But I just, you know, I just... Anyway, 
encouraged by his, uh, his uh, example, it just made me think, you know, I've, I've, you and I, we've not been left in sin. We've been spared to be fruitful. We, uh, there's, there's purpose. It's, it's, ex- it's extraordinary. The call of God has come on our lives. Why, even it, why is relational mission in existence? We've been spared to be fruitful. There's something ahead of us. There's a purpose. There's, a, there's something in God's heart that's the whole reason why we're alive today. And something just gripped me that was greater than fear. Now, fear, some, I have to say, sometimes, you know, this year I've struggled with fear about various things. I've got no idea why, but it's just an enemy thing. But whatever our fears rise up, this extraordinary truth is this. We have been spared to be fruitful. So whatever else is going on, that's true. Now Noah, just kind of imagine him coming out of the ark thinking, man alive, this is <laughs> devastation. And, God, and it's just me and these boys. And uh, God says, be fruitful, fill the earth. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty big job description. It's just uh, he's got you know a couple of animals of each kind. And it, well, go on, hedgehogs, off you go. Get get to it. Um, it's he didn't have a lot to work with. He didn't have a lot to work with, but he did have a promise, and he'd been spared that he might be fruitful. And I just want to say there's a reason why each of us is alive today. There's a reason. It's not just arbitrary. It was even more. I felt the awe of God and the, I don't know, quite know what the word is, but even when I was in Kenya, there was a tragic death of a young 17-year-old in the church. And I thought, oh, goodness, just your heart, you can't, why them? Why am I alive? And then, and then when we got back, um, one, of the, one of Edward's elders, just the week after we got back, was tragically killed in a car crash with five others, burnt in the car, alive. I mean, just horrendous. And you, you just, you feel something of the fear of God. The fear of God. You think, Lord, if you went like that, I'd be home now. But you haven't. And that therefore makes me think, Lord, therefore, every day of my life, I want to give myself to your purposes, to worship you with the work of my hands, because you've spared me today for a purpose. Do, do you get what I'm saying? There's a dignity, there's a, not only a dignity, there's a, a seriousness to the giftings around this room and the ordering of our steps and our days. That We're not just messing about having a go at something. That, that this is serious. That there's, a, there's nation-changing issues at stake here. Uh, not just with us, but with all the other spheres and teams, and you know, it's not not just us. But we've got to get hold of that. We're not just having a go, guys and girls. We're not having a go. There's there's a destiny upon us, and not only is that a source of personal thanksgiving, it must make us realise there's a destiny. And as I was just kind of listening yesterday, as John was just going through the finances and looking at the extraordinary, I mean, it's extraordinary provision in in just. The little time we've been going, you know, it, it's wonderful. It made me think, no, I'm confident we are going to be fruitful. 
I'm confident. Noah was just one person. It was like he had his, there was just one apostolic family on the earth. That was Noah. And he had, the whole world was his parish. And you kind of think to yourself, okay, well, Lord, what do you want us to do? And I would, I would want to say, I genuinely believe God's boundaries for us will always be further than we think they are. We, we will draw boundaries at what we think God wants for us. God's boundaries will always be bigger. Because he said to Noah, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Now, that's a pretty big commission. Now, next he said, um, you know, uh, that verse is established the work of our hands. So I just want to pick up on this. Hands are really important. Um, you can hate people with your hands. You can hit them. You can steal things. You can type horrible things. You can click with your hands and look at pornography. You can sign something and do financial deception. You can withdraw from people with your hands. You can, you can resign. You can take people to court. You can use your hands. They're a bit like James talks about the tongue. You know, that, that they can do a lot of damage. Hands can destroy. They can pull down. They can be uh, cruel. Hands can be terrible things. But hands that are surrendered to God can heal. They can bless. They can comfort. They can be used to create and strengthen churches and people. They can write beautiful encouragements. They can cast influence for justice. They can put things right in the world. They can help them lift the poor out of suffering. They can write words of truth to be read or sung or performed. They can paint or they can design. They can prepare preachers of truth. They can plant churches. They can travel to nations. They can hold your wife or your husband and love them. They can hold your children and bless them. They can embrace a friend going through difficulties. Hands are pretty good things. They're important things. And the psalmist said, establish the work of our hands. What we choose to give our hands to really, really matters. It's, it's, it matters a lot. And Jesus said, it's to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. That means he's got purposes for our hands and the work that flows through them. So we need to give our hands to him. I, it was a strange thing as I was preparing this. I felt, and we'll perhaps really do this when we get into worship and stuff and ministry. I, I felt God wanted us to prophesy to our hands today and somehow to bless one another's hands and the work of our hands and to somehow speak increase to the work of our hands. I, I don't quite know how, what that's going to look like, but I just felt it almost like a commissioning to the next stage of what God wants us to do together. So letting God use your hands means letting go of security in some ways because it means you might have to do things with your hands that you've never done before. You might have to get involved in different works of service that you've never done before, learn new skills, learn new things to do that you've never done before. And then just, uh, just lastly, that verse, establish, Lord, the work of our hands, that is a, that's a prayer, isn't it? It's a prayer. <coughs> establish the work of our hands. We cannot make ourselves fruitful we don't know what to do. We need the Holy Spirit to guide, to speak, to lead. We need his voice. And then when God tells us what to do, we've got to be obedient, faithful, 
committed, trustworthy, and just take simple steps into the things he asks us to do. The work of our hands should feel beyond all of us. So if you're doing things, as it were, figuratively, with your hands for God, that you think, well, yeah, I can do that. I know how to do that. Let me suggest to you, God will want to take you beyond that so that you are having to learn new things. Because filling the whole earth involves change. It involves movement. It involves uh, encountering new situations you've not encountered before. So we have to learn new skills. We have to... I often say, and will probably continue to say, I think, for the rest of my life, I have just huge L plates on all the time, Matt, all the time. Uh, I, I feel I'm constantly learning at a faster and faster pace because I'm encountering newer and newer things that I've never seen before, done before, experienced before, not only just in strategic where do we go as a, as a, as a family of churches, but even just moving in the supernatural. As I said yesterday, I've seen this year more people healed this year than I've seen the rest of my Christian life. And I'm learning every time. I'm just learning. How, how did you do that, Lord? Uh, why did you do that? Why didn't you do that? Just trying to... Just trying to learn. I think I want, want my hands to become, it's a bit like learning to play an instrument. You know, you, you just have practice and practice and practice because it brings freedom. Practice brings freedom. Discipline brings freedom. You just, God equips us. And I, I feel God wants us to really ask him for some big things. I had three prophetic, three times the same prophetic words been brought to me in the last 18 months by three different people. Uh, saying this, more or less saying this, uh, at, at this time in your life, more than at any other time in your Christian life, God wants you to ask him for big things. So I thought, okay, that sounds good. But then I thought to myself, now no, there's a trick, there's a trick here. Because my big and God's big, I don't think, It'll be like Crocodile Dundee, you know, call that a knife? No, this is a knife. Yeah, it's, it's that sort of, that's kind of, so I, so I thought to myself, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait, because I'm not going to make myself look st any more stupid than I am, so I'll keep my powder dry. And I thought, and I said to the Lord, right, you tell me what big looks like. So I thought, that's a good, that's a smart move. <laughs> I thought, oh, I got you now. So, um, and I was in, in, go back to Kenya, I was, we were in this extraordinary prayer meeting, which I, uh, well, just, yeah, don't know how to describe it. And I found myself standing there looking at my hands. And I felt God give me a prayer. And this is bizarre. I, I felt God say, I prayed this. I said, Lord, would you bless these hands so that millions of pounds flow through these hands to bless and touch the lives of millions of people. Man alive, that's a knife. I thought, and I thought I was listening to myself thinking, where did that come from? I, that's, that's big. That's big. But as I prayed it, do you know what? I got faith for it. I, I honestly got faith for it. And I, I've written it down on one of my prayer cards now, and I'm along with the other sort of big promises that I feel God... I don't know what that means. I, 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 really, I don't think it's necessarily it has to physically come through my hands. It's just more. It's a, it's a, just to be involved in stewarding millions of pounds to touch the lives of millions of people. That's big. But if what we're aiming for isn't big, it probably isn't worth it. 
I mean, I want to do, I want to be on a stretch for something that unless God turns up, I've no hope. But if humbly I feel God's given me faith to pray something that I felt he'd give me, I kind of feel I want to encourage us. That's, that's actually quite a humble prayer in the end because you think, well, I know I can't do that. I have enough trouble finding the five I put in my pocket the other day. Where did I put that five? You know, it's, you know, it's not like I'm greatly gifted with money. No, we're not at all. Do you kind of get where I'm coming from? And I, I kind of feel there's something God just wants to do this morning about lifting our gaze. Uh, it kind of comes out of the secret place we were talking about yesterday, this dwelling, inquiring, waiting, gazing, dwelling. Then suddenly God speaks and you think, whoa, that's bigger than I thought you would say. Just think of Noah for a minute. God could have said, right, Noah, uh, just colonize the local area. Um, you've done well to survive. Um, just, you know, keep all the animals, you know, have a, have a safari park. <laughs> you know, make a bit of money that way. Just, just, just keep it, keep it, keep it, you know, keep it manageable. Keep it manageable. He didn't say, fill the earth, fill the earth. And I just kind of want some of that bigness to get into us this morning that, you know, I, I can't do any of this stuff. Neither can you. We're just clay. But I think God loves it when we say to him, establish the work of our hands. Establish the work of our hands. I just want to give you a little example of what God can do with surrendered hands. And I'm so pleased Adrian's here this morning. I just thank God for Adrian and the ministry that he's got. Just really setting the bar in healing and evangelism, seeing just things that, you know, I have to go back to A.A. Milne on YouTube Seriously, if you to watch kind of some of the testimonies that we're now seeing at New Day. And Adrian's got a little clip. I'd like us just to see that, if that's possible. Dan, I just threw that one, that curveball at you. Um, I, I, this makes me cry when I watch this video. As, uh, nearly, Adrian is responsible for most of the tears that I cry when I look at the healing videos. Because it's just, I just to see how hands, you know, figuratively, you know, speaking blessing over people that are suffering, have got no hope of medical improvement, and then, bang, God does something. I mean, I'd do that. I'd give up everything else to do that every day if everybody I prayed for got better. I really would. Or preach the gospel, everyone got saved. I wouldn't do anything else. I'd just do that all the time. Lord, establish the work of our hands. Are we ready to roll with that? No? Two minutes? Keep waffling? Okay, right. Because um, I want to just... I want to just encourage us to consecrate our hands this morning, to prophesy to our hands, to pray over our hands, to speak anointing to our hands. So whether we're planting churches, whether we're praying for the sick, whether we're sharing the gospel, whether we're handling finances, whether we're strategically planning the way forward, there's something of an anointing on our hands that we know is destined for massive fruitfulness that will affect the nations. Are you up for that? Because I kind of think that's, that's, that's the journey, folks. And it's bigger than one man or one team. It's, it, it, we've all got to be really on board with this because, you know, we're all kind of limited on what we can and can't do. So, um, yeah, I'll pray.